0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The uh, Ford government uh, continues to uh, roll out the uh, campaign promises, uh, promises made, promises kept, etc., etc., etc. With uh, another announcement last night, uh, the Ontario government has uh, announced that uh, Sikhs will be granted the uh, long-awaited exemption when it comes to motorcycle helmets. Uh, We, by the way, did reach out to the Sikh motorcycle club that had been lobbying for this. Uh, they did uh, not have anybody who could talk to us today, but they did issue a statement, said uh, that, and uh, this is basically uh, congratulating the government on doing this. Uh, the Sikh Motorcycle Club and several other civil rights supporters welcome this expected exemption as a recognition of civil rights and religious expression, and on and on it goes on that theme. Uh, we also tried to reach out to the uh, Canada Safety Council; uh, they did not respond to our uh, request for a discussion about this. But I know who did. Alan Carter, of course, who is the uh, co-anchor of Global News at five thirty and six, uh, joins us to talk about this. How are you doing this morning, Alan? I'm doing
1: great. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Bill.
0: Great to have you back with us again, too. Does this announcement surprise you?
1: Not really. This was promised um, during the election campaign. I think the way that it came out was a little bit, you know, uh, a bit of a head-scratcher in terms of it was just sort of uh, announced, and then the the premier had a a press conference for local and and Punjabi media only, and really invited the press corps, uh, the Park Press Corps, to to the uh, announcement, you can make of that what you will, but uh, the substance is not a surprise.
0: Well, what do you make of it? Because you're right, I mean, there's usually a great big, you know, bells and whistles announcement every time that any one of the ministers or the premier himself makes one of these announcements.
1: I'm not sure. I mean, you could say, well, maybe the the premier didn't want to take questions on it, but he is in Alston today, later this afternoon, where he will be holding having a, a media availability, and he will be asked about it today. So we will have later this afternoon more reaction from him, and likely the questions are going to be the questions you probably you've heard from your callers, which is, you know, the, does this exemption how, what what impact would it have on insurance and insurance rates, you know, will motorcycle riders as a whole all have to pay a higher premium because of the exemption, those kinds of questions.
0: Well, and, and again, it's the first thing that came to mind when I saw the announcement, and you're right, it was uh, it was kind of surprised that it came, first of all, in the evening, and like you say, without the bells and whistles, but you usually have these questions, which is why people like yourself and, and others, of course, are, have that ability and that right to actually question them about this, because the first thing I asked about was insurance. I mean, i, I got to think that the Insurance Bureau of Canada uh, and the industry, which, is, a, as you know, has a very strong lobby at Queen's Park, uh, would want to weigh in on something like this, and I wonder if they were even consulted.
1: Um, I, I don't know if there were actual co- consultations. You know, to keep in mind that um, this exemption exists in other provinces, British Columbia has it, Alberta has it, the U.K., you know, the entire country has had it for quite some time. And the experience has been in other jurisdictions that it's the numbers are so small um, that it doesn't really move the needle on, on insurance. And so far the, the reaction from safety people have been, well, there's, you know, it's not wise. You know, like, uh, for example, um, Mr. Patterson uh, from the Ontario Safety League uh, saying, well, you know, it's just not a smart thing to do, but will it have a greater consequence? Like, will you and I have to pay more because of the exemption? It, there's no evidence that that is the case.
0: Uh, Well, we'll guess that in the fullness of time. I guess when they finally do start answering some questions. Listen, uh, they uh, they celebrated uh, their 100th day uh, anniversary uh, the other day with a big party. I'm I'm told, uh, and and rolled out some of the accomplishments. Uh, The first question I always have is why do, do we have this barometer? Of of one hundred days, that seems to be a. a I, I know it's a U.S. thing. They started doing that for U.S. presidents, but we seem to have adopted it over here. And uh, I guess I, I guess if you've got a lot to talk about after a hundred days, you want to do something like that. But it just seems rather arbitrary to me.
1: Well, it is. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's it, you know it, it's part of the messaging machine. But um, you know, the, it has been the Ford government has been very activist. It has you know it's been disruptive. I, I, I use that. You know, term neutrally. You know, but it truly, it has taken a lot of the preconceived ways of doing business and do in and conducting government in this province that we've all been used to for the last fifteen years. And this government has said, "No, we're going to do it differently," and has been very active. And you can, you know, there's a lot of people who feel one way or the other about that. But I, I certainly think that the government, um, you know. It's, it's probably due a celebration to say, look at all the things that we have done.
0: Which is a pretty long list, and, and they started that, obviously, just a day or two after the, uh, they won the election with some of these announcements. I, I, I guess the criticism, though, although the, it seems to be a consistent criticism from uh, the people that are analyzing some of these decisions, though, Alan, is, okay, you have promised to do this, and you did this. You promised to do that, and you've done that. That's great. But uh, they, they're pretty short on what are the ramifications of some of these policies that they've enacted, and, and, and I think that's got a few people scratching their heads.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you have to ask yourself. Like, I mean, let's take one of their cornerstone moves, which is the cancellation of cap and trade. Yeah. You know, they so they they're talking about. Oh, how are you enjoying that three or four cents uh, liter off gas? Well, I'm 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 past a gas station now. What do we got? One twenty eight nine right now where I am on uh, Lakeshore uh, in in Toronto. Oh. It's, so I have now forgotten that there was ever a four-cent cut off of gas because it's gone back up again. So, you know, like, and, and for that, we don't have money for retrofitting schools and, you know, all these other things that that money was flowing towards. And, you know, I, I think there's still some concern about what, what's going to be the long-term impact of having canceled this, uh, both from a legal perspective on all the lawsuits government will face for getting out of this the cap and trade system but also all that money for energy retrofits we don't have it now what's the longer term impact of that going to be
0: I, and I know that they focused on one particular item and said, look, we don't want to give subsidies for people that want to buy Teslas. I, I, I get that. I think most Ontarians would agree, yeah, that was that was wrong-headed. But you've just listed a whole bunch of other uh, ramifications of this policy that are going to have a direct impact on, for instance, our property taxes. You know, school boards and municipalities now were counting on a lot of that money. Uh, we just uh, did a big story here last week here in Hamilton uh, about affordable housing, and they were counting on some of that money from uh, from the cap-and-trade and the green energy program to fund some of the repairs to to uh, to housing units here. Well, that money's not going to be there anymore. So I mean, that you know, they're going to come looking into and, and dipping into our pockets once again vis-a-vis property taxes to try to do that work.
1: Yeah, and and at the same time, when all of that's happening, you know, we're you know very well, Bill, that you know, the next year or so, we're going to have a bunch of severe weather incidents in in southern Ontario. I mean, it's just going to happen. We know this, and it's going to remind people again, well, geez, you know, we are we on the right path here?
0: Well, and that's that's the obvious question. I mean, when it comes to something like that, and, and the, you know, the, 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 the idea that, look, at that was the previous government's idea, so we just have to get rid of it, seems to be a mantra for a lot of new governments these days. And and, and you got to wonder, I mean, you know, the, the way they want to paint the picture here, Alan, is everything that the wind government did was wrong, absolutely everything. And we know that's not the case, but that seems to be the way that they're acting.
1: Well, yeah, and, you know, we haven't even got to this select committee yet. Now, have you heard about this thing? I'll give you a little bit of quick background on it. This is all stems from the, you know, oh, the liberals cooked the books. They didn't just cook them. They were frying them. They had this huge deficit with deficits, really, $15 billion, not, you know, half of that of what the liberals said. Now they got this select committee put together, dominated, of course, by PCMPPs who have already put out a list of... Documents that they want to see, email from Wynn and Sousa and all of that. And the concern is this witch hunt is just a cover for, you know, what's coming, which is next spring. It's going to be a budget that is going to have to have austerity in it or, or else it's going to be just ballooned with red ink.
0: Well, and, and the question I have about that is what are they going to learn, even if there's anything to learn over this? that it's not already in one of the Auditor General's reports. I mean, Bonnie Lissick was, I thought, pretty thorough in going over the books and, 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 uh, and being pretty critical about the, the, some of the policies of the wind government. That stuff's right there. I mean, read the report. That's, that, that's all the information they need, isn't it?
1: That's precisely the point. And when I had Peter Bethlontalby on Focus Ontario a few weeks back, And I tried to get him to say the word cover-up. I asked him again and again, is it a cover-up? Yes or no. He would not answer. Because when I talk about, you know, the vast majority of the change in deficit is the PC saying we're going to take the accounting model that the auditor wants uh, with this whole pension asset. super complicated. But right there out in the open it has been something that we've been arguing about and talking about in this province. For years now, it's not hidden. Then the other part of the money is from the Fair Hydro plan. And when the minister was on the show, he's like, well, let me take some time to explain the Fair Hydro. I was like, listen, I don't need you to explain it to me, because I've been to the tech briefing when they announced it the government. I've been to the briefing from the Auditor General. I've read the reports. Yes, it's controversial, but there is no way that you can say it's hidden or been covered up.
0: Well, and and that's the, the the message though that they're giving out, and I guess obviously that's playing to the political base uh, that that Ford's trying to please at this stage. But the the reality here is that, like you say, there's it's pretty transparent. Yeah, you may not like the way the government spent money, but it, you know it's 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 there. There's the money that went out. There's the money for the program. There's the people that are paying into the program, and it's all in the auditor general's report. So the, this is uh, I, your your terminology of a witch hunt. I think is bang on in a situation like this, uh, and and it. it, it you know, if they want to, you know, keep dumping on the previous government, they've got all the ammunition they have already with the, the the auditor general's report. Yet they're going to spend an awful lot of time and money to dig up something that really probably isn't even there.
1: Well, it's a, you know, and I think in some ways it, it, it's an indication of the new way of politics south of the border, and here, which is never, ever stop campaigning. Never take your foot off your opponent's throat. Don't let them get up back up off the mat. You know, and so, you know, when, got, when, when Premier Ford says the liberals need to be held accountable, I think to myself, oh, seven seats is kind of accountable, isn't it? Yeah. Like, they just got wiped off the electoral map almost. Isn't that accountability?
0: I mean, they can't even fill a table in the Queen's Park cafeteria right now with their caucus. And, <laughs> and, and you know, the, the accountability thing kind of goes out the window, doesn't it? I mean, they were accountable, and the, and the, the people in Ontario kicked them out of office. I mean, that's, that's it. If they're insinuating criminal charges, though, Alan, there's a process in place for that, isn't there?
1: Well, there is. And, of course, you know, we've asked a number of times when you hear this strong rhetoric, both from the Premier and also his economic development. Mr. Monty McNaughton is always goes off on you know, and even Vic Fidelian, uh, you know, very, very strong language about cover up and all the rest. Is like, well, okay, are you going to call the OPD? Uh, well, no. So I think when you hear that, you realize that this is firmly in the world of rhetoric.
0: Well, yeah, I, I mean, because they've done that. I mean, they they tried the well, the OPP and investigated. Well, they tried to do that with the Sudbury by election, the, the the gas plants, and a number of other things. And uh, and and there was you know lev- various levels of success or failure, I guess, depending on which perspective you're going to look into the set. Like, but but the, the, you know, do that. I mean, if you think there's something illegal going on, it sh- should not be. I would think a, a legislative committee of a bunch of, uh, of of conservative MPs that are actually going to look into this. Get the experts to look into it
1: yeah exactly well here's here's something I'll tell you is I, I recently ran into charles souza um former minister.
0: And, and how's he doing these days
1: uh, he, has, <laughs> he has a great big white beard now uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh you know, and he was very congenial and very and very complimentary. I actually talked about the interview with Peter bestlenfadi that I was just talking about, but I asked him i said are you concerned you're going to get called in front of this committee? And with a twinkle in his eye, he said, oh, please let them call me, please. Like, I think, I think both Wynn and, uh, you know, other senior members of the Liberal cabinet are not concerned. They think that, they think that, being in front of that committee that they'll just carve the committee up. It'll be interesting theater. I, I kind of hope it happens.
0: Well, it's, it's the new wave, as you mentioned, of politics. I mean, the mantra now seems to be kill your enemies and dig them up three days later and kill them again. Uh, but but how, much, how much of that is, is the public going to take?
1: Well, I, you know, you, you have a, a a shelf life on it, obviously. Like, you, like, you know, in, in terms of all new governments, you have a certain amount of time to be able to come in and say, well, the other guys were just horrific, and oh, my goodness, the cupboard is bare, and oh, we can't do it. You only maybe have a year, maybe 18 months on the outside, before the public's going to start saying, okay, I'm a little tired of that song and dance, what have you done for me lately, Janet Jackson?
0: Well, it'd be interesting to see just when the, the, the you know the, the time runs out on this because it's it's getting a little redundant right now. And I mean, yeah, because obviously this is the uh, the art of deflection, which is another great political tool, of course. Uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, Trump's still doing it. I mean, he's still blaming Obama for everything, and this is halfway through his his term uh, as president. So I guess you have to expect the same sort of thing uh, happening with the Ford government. But uh, the honeymoon period, I guess, is still on with these guys, isn't it?
1: Well, I think so. I mean, you remember, we're, we're not even six months yet, so for for the Ford government, you know, their, their base is just eating this up. And I think that even a fair bit of moderates uh, are, you know, approving of the speed, at least in which Ford is acting. I think the, there's two big hazards for Ford ahead. One is if he continues to govern in this disruptive manner, The province of Ontario is, so Bill Davis, is not too hot, not too cold, right down the middle. Mm -hmm. We are as vanilla and plain as they come, and that's not a criticism. That's just the way we are as an electorate. And I think the disruptive nature of the Ford government will wear very thin if he tries to do it for the entire tenure of his mandate, and people will start to get very, very tired of, you know, this constant battle.
0: Uh, very quickly, i got about 30 seconds left. Uh, who you got on Focus on Terror this week?
1: Rob Benchie from the Toronto Star is going to come in and talk about your favorite thing, 100 Days, or as <laughs> you've titled the show this, this week, 100 Days, D-A-Z-Y, uh, E, by the way. I can't even spell anymore. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that. Um, And also Tim Hudak is on the show, former PC uh, at now with the Ontario Real Estate Association. And uh, he's going to be talking about what that organization wants the Ford government to do to help millennials, you know, you're you're in my favorite age group, help millennials get into the housing market.
0: Uh, Saturday uh, late afternoon and, of course, on Sunday as well on Global TV, check your local listings for it. Uh, Alan, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for this today.
1: Bill, thanks for much, so much for having
0: me on. Take care. Alan Carter, of course, uh, co-host and co-anchor of uh, Global News at 536 and 6, and, of course, of Focus Ontario.
1: The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.